Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Is that the Adams Family that you're singing? I don't think so. How does that one go? Da, but, da, da, da. Oh, yeah, the snapping. Da, 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 da. You know what doesn't work in real life? What? Uh, going, that's French, and then kissing your girl's arm like crazy. Uh, they don't find that as sexy as they do on that show. <laughs> well, is that something that happened on Adam's family? Was it like Morticia? He'd be like, that's French, and then he'd kiss her arm. Like, mwah, 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 mwah. Oh, I do not recall, Bryce. Do that to someone in real life? They don't find it charming. I was too busy not watching TV. I was too busy actually kissing girls. A lawn chair is a good town chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I've never had a bad time in my old lawn chair. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Lawn Chair Profits. I'm Garner Andrews. That guy over there, that's Bryce Kelly. That's me. Coming up on today's show, Breaking the Law, your uh, fantasies, illegal fantasies from law-abiding citizens. Yeah, crimes you want to commit but never would. How about a crime where you um, date your cousin? Is that a crime? I don't think think it's a crime, but it probably should be. We'll Let, talk about that. Lest you have children with six toes. But first, welcome to Anxiety Mart. Lawn Chair, don't care. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly are the Lawn Chair Profits. So many new rules in the grocery store. My God, everybody's on their toes. Everybody's. It feels like everybody just is ready to jump down your throat about something. I never feel more nervous than I do at the grocery store right now, and it's for a variety of reasons. One, some stores make you uh, disinfect your hands when you walk through the door, which is fine. I get it. But now they've started to introduce the arrows on the floors, so you can only go down certain aisles in certain directions. Yeah, and what if, you, what if you're walking past the and you're, you realize, oh, my God, I have to go all the way around to grab that thing that's five feet down the aisle from where I'm standing? Mm-hmm. Like, will I get arrested? Will I go to COVID jail? Yeah, I had to do that uh, the other day. I never felt more alive. Hmm. You should have seen the adrenaline pumping through my veins as I went down the wrong way down an aisle. Oh, I just feel anxious the whole time I have to go shopping now. I'm more concerned about breaking a rule than I am actually about getting COVID. My fear of being called out. Oh. I even bought a thing of eggs. And, you know, you do the thing where you check to make sure all the eggs are intact. Yeah, yeah. I was doing that. I was waiting for someone to swat my hands. <laughs> what I'm do you sure. think you're doing? Oh, you know who's really, really enjoying these times, though? People who love a good rule. There are people out there that thrive on rules, and they thrive on structure. That's their thing. There's no re—they they don't enjoy sort of free-form free living— they love a good rule, and they're not afraid to call bylaw, call the police, or call you out when they see you breaking a rule. Never do I feel more under the thumb of those types of people than uh, the produce section. Mm. Going through there, because uh, now there are signs all over grocery stores about how, you know, don't squeeze. Now's not the time to squeeze. How do you even buy an avocado now? Yeah. Like, that's the number one thing you have to pick up. You have to feel that. A tomato. How do you buy a tomato? Yeah, I need to know the firmness. I need to make sure the... 
apples I'm buying aren't bruised. Yeah. These are the things I need, but I'm not getting right now. And it's causing me great stress. Well, you know what happened to us Friday, well, the other day, my beautiful, beautiful bride and I, we were in a grocery store and she leans over to me and she's like, I'm going to sneeze. I have to sneeze. <laughs> and I grabbed her by the lapels of her jacket and I pulled her in close and I'm like, do not dare sneeze. Not in these times right now. They will burn down this grocery store. People will blame you that they can't get God knows what from the grocery store because you sneezed in a grocery store and sent it into lockdown. Mm, that sounds supportive. Well, I mean, <laughs> but aren't you aware it. now? Didn't the other day you were sitting down the hallway from me? I was in my office, you were in your office, and there's probably a solid 30 or 40 feet between the two of us. You sneezed, and I went, hey, I heard you sneeze. <laughs> Normally, I wouldn't even notice that you sneezed, but now I probably got coronavirus. Yeah, I probably spread it to everyone in this building. Oh. I do get it, though, especially in a grocery store. Because, yeah, you kind of feel like right now you look the wrong way, yeah. and people are going to yell at you, let alone sneeze. Hmm. Ooh, a nurse that had to sneeze at work? I got to hear this story. Okay, so I'm an RN at the U of A, and I was drinking a smoothie on my way to work one time. This was like two days ago, and I had a seed stuck in my throat, and I'm walking into work, and they're screening us when we go in. And I'm like trying to hold in this cough, and I could feel myself just turning red. And I zoom up to my unit, get into the coat room, and I cough into my coat so that nobody could hear me. <laughs> Yeah, because you don't want to be a monster. No, putting these poor people at risk. Oh, my God. I felt so bad for my wife on Friday morning, though, in the grocery store, and she had to sneeze. And oh. You know what? I heard somebody cough at Walmart the other day, and I looked at them. Oh, yeah. It's funny how we're just, we're hyper aware. I'm hyper aware of people sneezing and coughing and when a plane goes overhead because the sky is so quiet right now. Exactly. Honestly. Would they shut down a hospital? If they heard a nurse cough, like if she coughed and hadn't coughed into her coat or wherever she was, would they have just sort of burned the hospital to the ground? Yep. They would have closed the hospital. Her face would be all over uh, the news. Oh, <laughs> Local woman ruins everything. Yeah. That's what it would say. Oh, my God. People are just insane right now. And I do understand that you have to have rules. I get that completely. I'm not saying throw all the rules out, but it just it's causing a great deal of stress for people like me. Um, the one thing that somebody asked about too is you know the the produce bags, those thin, flimsy produce bags. Oh my God, yes. Oh, those are causing me so much stress right now. And don't say to me, you know, you guys, you can buy those mesh ones that you keep in your car and then you take them. No, we all know about those, but they're in the car. We forgot them in the car. So. It's so funny that someone said that too, because I uh, have been dealing with this same problem now where on a good time, simpler times, you walk into the produce section, rip off a bag, lick your fingertips and get that bag open yeah, and exactly. you stuff in your fruit and vegetables. Yeah. But now you can't lick your fingers. Or he'll die. Are you insane? Even when you think about the licking your fingers part. That's gross. It is a little not great. Yeah. But you had a hot pro tip the other day. I never even thought about this before. Listen yeah. to this. This is care. Listen carefully. Yeah. I had to think this through. So what I do now in lieu of licking my fingertips is I go to the section of produce where they have the misters and they missed the celery and carrots and whatnot. Yeah. You grab one of those and that makes your fingers nice and moist. Then you get one of those plastic baggies. Your fingers are already moist so you can 
Could you say that word open. some more, please? I think I'll hammer it a little harder. <clears throat> so then uh, now you're buying that carrot or whatever it is. Yeah, you don't get to put that back. It's basically, instead of a carrot, it's now your moistening stick. Yeah. And so you keep that open, and now you go around the rest of the produce, and when you need a bag, you touch that carrot, get your fingers nice and moist again. Wow, your moistening stick. <laughs> Is that what you called it? <laughs> yeah. That is a pretty good pro tip, actually. Yeah, so you might be buying a piece of produce that you don't typically want, mm-hmm. but it'll save you aggravation and, frankly, shame from struggling to open those produce bags. Well, here's another problem solver. I've just stopped eating fruits and vegetables. Boom. Oh. No need for produce bags. Modern problems call for modern solutions. Well, that is just smart. That is a good plan. Yeah. Forgo vitamins and minerals. Yeah. We'll catch up with you during the scurvy outbreak. Uh, I wear black vinyl gloves to the store now. It both appears safer and I don't have to lick my fingers anymore. Instant grip. They won't let you wear gloves in my grocery store anymore. They make you take them off as soon as you come in. And they make you scrub in and touch the paper towels that everybody else has been touching. Wow. So many rules. Uh, Hey, absolutely. Here's a tip. When the misters go on... Just pass your hand under the water. Gross, because now your drippy germ hand is just dripped all over someone else's moistening stick. Yeah. Yeah, no. You, I understand using the misters to moisten your hands, but grab something out of there, like celery or whatever Bryce said. But you own that now. You're not allowed to put that back. Yeah, no. Plus, you could be waiting around for a while. Practically, that one doesn't work. Yeah. No, you need a pre-moistened moistening stick. Uh, while we're talking about how everyone is on edge right now, am I going to the right way? Am I going the right way down the aisle of the grocery store? Why is that guy standing so close to me? Oh no, I have to sneeze, but I'm not sick. It's seasonal allergies. Yeah. See, this person's just saying exactly what we said. The same woes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my wife does suffer from seasonal allergies. This is going to be tough times for her for the next month or two. In the grocery stores. Yeah, you're going to have to do all the shopping yourself. Uh, Here's one for you. Hey, I went grocery shopping yesterday, couldn't find an item, so I approached the store staff to ask, and as soon as the first word came out of my mouth, I had this massive cough. I'm not sick. It was just bad timing. He still helped me, and then I'm sure he ran and showered in sanitizer, Francois. I'm sure that he did. He's probably still in the sanitizer shower as we speak. Yeah, he's probably getting deloused. Uh, hey, I'm listening in Ontario. It's just as bad out here. Whenever my family and I walk around our neighborhood and pass people on the street, one of us will automatically cross the street. That hurts. Like, I'm out walking all the time, and when people cross the street, when they, it's like, be subtle about it. Like, don't all of a sudden veer off in a 45-degree angle, cross the street, walk 20 feet, and then come back at a 45-degree angle. Make a nice, soft you. Yeah, because most of us know that it's virus-related, but there's a small part that you're like, is it me? Yeah. Oh, my God. Do I stink? That's exactly what it feels like, and I understand why they're doing it. It's necessary, but at the same time, eh. You could be kinder about it. Yeah, soften the blow. Uh, This person also goes on to say, I was at the grocery store. They're hiring, but you have to ask management for details. So I asked for a manager, and I kid you not, the lady stood so far away from me, I was yelling, do I have to apply online? It was so embarrassing, everyone was looking at me. Oh, 
That would be embarrassing. That is more embarrassing than when people are getting their job interviews in the middle of malls. The shopping mall job interview. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, to do that, to inquire about a job in front of everyone. Yeah. I don't know. There's no shame in it, but for some reason you feel great shame. The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner and Bryce. It's on the internet where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. Garner, in these tense times, we need things to take our minds off of global pandemics. I don't know, like romance? Like hot romance. Uh, we got a text from someone who has a doozy of a story. Okay. This is... <laughs> it says, good morning, Garner. An awkward story. There's a girl who comes to my workplace every second Tuesday to sell Ukrainian food. She's pretty, and we flirt back and forth a bit. I asked her out, outside of work, I'm not that big of a creep, and she agreed. I found out last night from my grandmother that this girl and I are actually cousins. Oh, no. Damn. To be Ukrainian in central Alberta. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. How cousin-y is she, though? Like, are we talking first, second... Yeah, like is this your mom's sister's kid or what's the deal here? Uh, either way, I think there is a level of great shame in what just <laughs> happened. <laughs> Can you imagine finding a sweetie to the point that you're now racing to grandma's house to be like, Granny. I met the one. You're finally getting that great grandkid you've always wanted. I met the one. She's beautiful. We flirt. Oh. And then for grandma to pull you aside and be like, hey, that's your cousin. Back off. How many times do I have to tell you no kissing your cousin? But you know that it's happened in history. There might be somebody listening right now who's like, oh, my God, I'm married to my cousin because we fell in love. Like you can't once you fall in love with somebody, it's not you can't just instantly fall out of love with them because they're your third cousin or whatever. I don't know. I feel like that would be the grinding halt that that I would need. Yeah. They would pull things to a pretty harsh stop for me. Uh, the thing I think about the most is like when you go to a family wedding and they ask, which side of the church do you want to sit on? Where do you sit? <laughs> when, <laughs> when you go to a family reunion, how do you explain that one? Oh, man. Yeah. Your cousin. I just imagine that grandma probably doesn't have discretion about this either. Oh, no. That she probably wouldn't blab this to anyone who would listen. Oh, yeah. She probably told... All of the women in the uh, knitting bee or whatever they do, the quilting bee, the quilt circle, that their son is dating his cousin or trying to date his cousin. Like I think of, there was an episode of 30 Rock where Mm -hmm. Liz Lemon is going on a date with a handsome fella. They get back to his place. She looks down and sees a picture of a relative on his coffee table. (laughs) I never saw that episode. (laughs) And all of a sudden, they're doing the math. Okay, on the count of three, say what level of cousins we would have to be for this to be okay. One... Two, three. Unacceptable no matter what. This is never going to work. Well, I told this story on this podcast before, too, that my wife and I, we had the cousin scare. Like when our parents first got together for the very first time for dinner, they're like, how do you know Sheena? Well, she's my aunt. You know, that kind of thing. And uh, I was horrified. And then it turns out we're totally cool because we're like third cousins. And that's Perfect. allowed. Yeah. Yeah, that's enough branches removed from the tree. Our kids are normal. <laughs> they have the right number of toes and fingers. Yeah. But what would you do, Bryce Kelly? Because your best cur- girl, you guys have been together not quite two years. What is it? Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. And what would you all of a sudden do if you found out you were cousins? What would you do? Because you like her. You I bought do. a house with her. I'm fond of her. Uh I don't know if we found out like, oh, 
your 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 dad is my uncle? Like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. I think you'd have to give it a handshake, call it a day. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sell the house. I couldn't explain that the rest of my life. No, it'd be tricky. Just don't go to family reunions. Don't go to weddings. Just don't interact with direct family members. Yeah. I'd have to change my name. I'd have to move. I'd have to do, I'd have to change my, I have to fake my death. Yeah. I'd have to fake my death and start anew somewhere else. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. It seems like it would be a little bit awkward. Uh, Someone then texted, hey, to avoid dating your family lineage in a very small isolated island like Iceland, they actually have an app for that. Look up and see if you're too closely related before you go on a date. <laughs> well, Iceland, forward thinkers. It makes sense. Iceland's not a very big place. Well, the gene pool's pretty shallow over there, I think. Yeah. It's kind of remote. It's sort of cut off from the rest of the world. There's going to be some crossbreeding. Maybe that is a good idea. Maybe we have something else to add. We had that app idea a long time ago for the backwards pregnancy calculator. Oh, For when yeah. someone tells you, like, oh, I'm pregnant, I'm having a baby on this date. You can punch in. It goes back to an appropriate time that that baby was made. Yeah. And you can find out what was going on in the world then. Yeah. New Year's Eve. That maybe we have a second tier option for, so you found a sweetie. Are you related? You can punch in and it's almost like a 23andMe type situation. Could also give you the percentage, the likelihood of a birth defect. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it's up to the federal government now to establish an appropriate level of of relatedness. Yeah. Third might be a little close, but I got grandfathered in on that one. Fourth is probably cool. <laughs> yeah. First or second, you're diving into the shallow end on that one. Yeah. We only got two chairs, but maybe if you ask nice, you can sit on Bryce's lap. It's the Lawn Chair Profits. Hey, Bryce. Yes? Let's do a segment called... Breaking the Law. Breaking the Law. Breaking the Law. Breaking the Law. Yeah, Judas Priest. That song has stood the test of time. Yeah. If I were to close my eyes, I would say, was that song just recorded last week? Yeah. Is that Ariana Grande? So the other day, you and I were sitting in my office just staring out the window, watching the world pass us by, as we normally do. Mm -hmm. And we saw uh, some police cars. I think they were chasing another car right up the street in front of where we were sitting in this office. And both of us just look at this and go, uh, huh, that looks like fun. But I was referring to being the guy driving the cop car, like chasing, being a police officer and getting to chase somebody. Whereas you were like, oh, no, I'm talking about being the person trying to get away. Yeah. Think of the rush, the adrenaline. Think of how alive you would feel if you had a huge amount of police officers chasing you down the streets. And that became, that's apparently... We all have these fantasies, law-abiding citizens, people who have never been in trouble with the law in their life, have fantasies about doing illegal things. And Bryce, your thing would be to try and outrun the cops. Yeah, we all want to walk on the wrong side of the tracks. Mm -hmm. Few of us brave to do it. Uh, But mine, I think, would be to be the subject of a police chase. And I think, based on nothing, that I would be amazing at it. Hmm. I think I could easily outrun the police. I would do some sick turns, some sick maneuvers. They would you know do any drifting? I would do some mad drifting. Yeah. I'd pull some sick UEs. I'd be going one way, the wrong way down a one-way street. I'd be blasting through alleyways. Would, at any point, would you just all of a sudden drive your car through the cart of a fruit vendor in the town square? 
Well, I think you have to. Yeah. That's part of the fantasy. Where's there? There's so many fruit vendors in movies during car chases. Yeah, I think I'd be great at car chases. I've uh, never been in one and hopefully never will be, but I think I would do amazing. I'd love to burn down a building. Huh. Not not an occupied building, but if you're like, oh, man, if only I had somebody to burn down this building, you could call me and I'd come do it for you, provided you had the necessarily necessary permits. Oh, yes, of course. The I'm not going to just— Arson permits. <laughs> Like if you just say, hey, see that dry cleaner over there? I need you to burn that down. I wouldn't just go do that. I'd need to see some paperwork. Yeah, it was a building that was on its way out anyway. I would love to start a building on fire. I bet you it's harder than you think to really? get the whole thing to burn to the ground. I think a can of gas and a match will Well, it depends what you use for an accelerant. I'm practically a fire investigator. A little vitamin G will get the job done. That's yeah. what I call gas. Do you? Yeah. When hmm. I get when I get gas from my car, I'm like, get you a little vitamin G. Hmm. Uh, it's always uh, it's always funny. Somebody texted. I've always wanted to hop on a train and ride it to the mountains like an old time hobo. Uh, I've had the hobo fantasy too. Ooh, that is that is a good one. Yeah, you get some of those gloves with the fingers cut off, a bindle, uh, a pair of those hobo shoes, the kind where the um, the toe has become detached <laughs> from the sole of the shoe, like all hobos have for some, which seems like a horrible choice of footwear if you're trying to run down and catch a train. Yeah. Or you're trying or you're running from Johnny Law. No, and I would think the clickety clack of the train down the tracks would put you to sleep and you'd have the best sleep of your life. Oh my god. As you're taken away from your troubles and cares. I would love to yeah, hoboing seems like the life for me. Now, I would want to do it with the train on the run, though. I don't want to jump into a, a train at a standstill. Somebody said, hey, I actually know somebody who rides trains like a hobo. There is legitimately a book that they use. It tells them which train stations are safe, where you can hop on the train, guard schedules, stuff like that. Wow, they're or the hobos are organized. They are totally organized. Oh, and this one. My uncle is a CN train engineer. Uh-huh. He's killed two people who've oh. tried to ride the rails, not purposely in a homicide way. <laughs> just, oh, just crossing between cars can prove not to be easy. Wow, that took a dark, dark turn. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, a bit of a misstep, and you versus train is not going to go your way. No. Uh, so maybe we scratch that one off the list. And yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think the crime, I'm still leaning towards the car chase. Uh, I, I don't have a bloodless, so none of mine are homicidal. No, m- no, me neither. I would like to rob a bank. Really? I feel like I'd be good at the, being the guy who tells everyone to hit the floor and to lay on That's the floor. That's the first guy that gets shot, though. The guy that tells it, the guy standing by the door waving the gun going, everybody on the f-. Any movie you watch, the security guard always shoots that guy first. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's never the guy walking on top of the desk, the, uh, you know, the guy that walks along waving the gun at all the tellers down yeah. below. He never gets shot. Telling him, don't even think about hitting the button. Yeah. Hitting the alarm. Uh, robbing a bank, huh? I feel like I'd be good at that. Uh, I also just want to ransack a giant safe. How? Ooh, that's another one. I want to break into a safe using a, a stethoscope. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that's possible. I'm sure it is. Um, a lot of people texted and said they'd like to blow up a building. You know how they plant uh, the explosives all over a high rise they're trying to bring down? Oh, they, yeah. They want to be the person that pushes the plunger. Well, trust me, 
that's they're not going to just go, well, we did all this work, we did all this planning and everything. Hey, random stranger, why don't you come blow it up? That's the cherry part of that gig. It's the boss. It's the person who owns the company that gets to push the button. Yeah, you have to pay your dues to be the plunger pusher. Yeah, you don't just get to walk in on the top floor yeah. of that gig. My fantasy is to go, this is not me, I'm reading a text. Okay. My fantasy is to go to a high-profile hockey match, strip down to nothing, not think it through totally, attempt to hop over the glass onto the ice, fall to my demise, and render myself unconscious. When I come to, I will be strapped onto a stretcher, getting carted off the ice. I will then salute the crowd like a hero. This is my dream, Andy P. This dream is a true story. Yeah, no, that actually happened. 2002, it was a Calgary Flames game. I believe they were playing the Boston Bruins. I believe so. Someone tried to scale the glass and get onto the ice, except he lost his footing. He was wearing red socks. The only thing he had on was a pair of red socks. And you pointed out earlier, you said you were impressed with the his ability to climb plexiglass with socks on. Yeah. Like nine feet of plexiglass. That is a brave man, though, armed with nothing but red socks and a smile. Look at the pictures online and look at when he's on the glass and he's climbing. <laughs> just the horrified faces in the stands behind him. Like people are open mouth, just gasping. And also streaking onto an ice surface. Uh, it can be flattering. No. If you know what I mean. Streaking never ends well either. Like, the streaker never comes off looking like the hero at the end of the streak. Nope. Even if you did do something spectacular, you're still the guy naked. Yeah, and the percentage of people who get away with it, who manage to elude capture and get out of the stadium. Yeah. Next to 0%. Very you, few. You know what's funny, too, is there's video on uh, YouTube of, I, there might be several instances, but I do recall once seeing a streaker running down a football field and then somebody just clotheslines them. Oh, yeah, one of the linebackers took it them It is up. spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, my buddy streaked a football game on a dare about 12 years ago. Like you said, it ended in humiliating fashion for him. There are pictures of the incident floating around on the Internet now, and he lives in fear that his boss or his family will see them. That would be the worst part. Knowing that pictures exist and his family probably already does know about it, but nobody talks about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no dignity in streaking. No. No, not uh, while you're doing it and certainly not after you do it. Nope. When you can no longer fly to other countries or you have to start alerting your neighbors that, that you've moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Probably doesn't seem worth it. Uh, here's somebody else, because this is one of my fantasies, too. Is uh, Somebody else said that they would love to drive a car inside a shopping mall. Ooh, that sounds like it would be messy. I would love that. Or a go-kart or something. Something really fast inside a shopping mall. I ha I always have the fantasy, too, of like uh, at a, a jewelry store inside of a mall, swiping a pearl necklace and seeing if I can get out of the mall. Would you smash the glass display case with a hammer? Oh, I think you have to. Yeah. Or a crowbar. Uh, yeah, and then see if I can elude security out of the mall. I just thought of something, too, and I did this probably 10 years ago, and it's the exact opposite of something cool like driving a muscle car through a shopping mall or even a go-kart through a shopping mall. There, I don't know if they're still there, but we where we broadcast from, the biggest mall in North America? Yeah. Is that here? I think so. I went in there one day with some friends, 
and we rented uh, Segway scooters, <laughs> drove them around the mall with hockey helmets on. I was going to say, did you have to have protective gear on? No, they made us wear hockey helmets. I'm kind of ashamed of it this now. Yeah, that's not a good look. Hey, I would like nothing more than to destroy a car Walter White style. Ooh, sure. and he blew it up and then yeah. walked away without looking back at the explosion. Uh, somebody else, I want to launder 200. It seems like a very specific amount of money. Uh, I want to launder $200,000, but also I want that to be money I made as a hitman. Oh, my. That almost seems to me like somebody is contacting us going, I will kill somebody for $200,000. Yeah, we'd be doing them a favor by letting them. Because that's a specific <laughs> amount of money right there. Hey, should we take a call? Sure. Okay. Hello, what's up? Um, what you were talking about, I was in a police chase. Uh, and, were you uh, driving the car that was no, being chased? No, I had stolen the car, but my friend was driving it, and the police went to pull us over, and he decided to do what he did. And uh, ultimately, after about, oh, God, it seemed to go on forever, but uh, we wound up being pulled over in oncoming traffic on Lakeshore Boulevard with streetcars and cars coming out of rush hour traffic first thing in the morning. So it was pretty horrific. I mean, we could have killed someone. Uh, fortunately, we didn't. At one point, he rammed the cop car uh, twice, actually, during the... And uh, it was horrifying. How long, how long did you guys go to prison for? I was, a, I was a minor. I was 15. I went to training school. You went to what? Training school. They training it, school, uh, yeah. It wasn't called... detention, I guess. Yeah, nobody called it juvie. Nobody yeah, called it reform. Not, not a realistic person, anyway. Yeah. Uh, how about the rest of your life? Any more trouble with the law? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> really? I mean, over an 11-year uh, period, I spent four of them in, in and out of various... I've been in two of Canada's most uh, famous or infamous jails, actually. Really? Yeah, the old Don Jail in Toronto, which was very old and horrific, and then... Uh, Ocala in Vancouver. So I've been coast to coast, baby. <laughs> yeah, you're you're on the straight and narrow now. Oh, I have to be. I couldn't handle jail. You can't smoke there anymore. So it's horrible. You can't go there. So many people. When we first started talking about this, people just called and texted with true stories of real life crimes they had committed. I had no idea. So many people that listen to this have been on the inside, Bryce. Yeah, they have a history. Yeah. They have a stretch of time, maybe a nickel stretch, maybe a dime stretch that they don't talk about. They're in the system. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of The Lawn Chair Profits enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Ooh, mystery candy. 